Welcome to my Soul Life podcast and our Soul Life conversations. I'm your host, Susan Scollin, and in these episodes, I'll be here supporting and guiding you as we open up and explore who we truly are to live our soul life now. See you inside. A quick reminder for you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guest. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis or treatment, and I'd encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Soul Life Conversation. Today we're going to talk about an exercise that I get some of my clients to do and it's called Ridiculous Dreaming. So often we forget that we have permission to dream or we dismiss our dreams as if they're not something that is we're supposed to have or that we can do, that we don't believe in ourselves. Uh, so what I like to do is to get my clients to just come up with ridiculous out there dreams like with full permission and they're just guessing and they're just playing and they're having so much fun and it's really interesting to see what they create and understanding that there's no right or wrong answers. There's nothing that I'm going to stand here and say, well, you can't do that or why do you think about doing that? I'm actually going to stand there and cheer them on and then we're going to have a look at what do they really want and often it's within that list. So how do we ridiculously dream? Well, this is the fun part, being a health coach and personally, you know, I don't drink alcohol, but there's this exercise actually calls for a little bit of stupid drunkenness behavior. And I'm not saying literally, so I'm not saying that they literally have to go out and get drunk, but of all the exercises that I say to my clients um, around or just encouraging them to think differently, sometimes it's about freeing up our tongue and freeing up what's going on in our mind and just coming up with some wild, wild ideas. So I will encourage those that like to have a drink to maybe have an extra drink and just see what comes out for them. Obviously doing this safely and doing it within perhaps the confines of their own home. So, you know, there's nothing, they don't, you know, there's no other uh, factors that sort of come into play, but it can be good to do with your partner, a group of friends, (laughs) a safe space. So it could be something that you do over the dinner table while you're catching up with friends and you're thinking about what is one ridiculous dream that everybody has that they would love to create in their lives. Could you imagine the dinner conversation when that comes out and we look at what people actually want to do with their lives compared to what they're doing? Or maybe somebody's already living it out, but you don't even know that it's happening. Like that really lights me up. Um, I get really excited about that sort of stuff. So this is ridiculous dreaming. It's a fun exercise and it's a really good exercise, especially if you're stuck If you've done the journaling, the soul life journaling, you know, one, two, and three, and you're still feeling a bit, you know, tight in your body, and you're still thinking it's coming from your brain rather than the things that really light you up, and maybe it's coming from a, what I think I should do, what does my partner think I should do, what does my wife or my husband or my kids want, as opposed to what do you want, (laughs) coming back into what's true for you. Because what I'll tell you is that often what you create in the ridiculous dreaming is exactly what they want as well. And they'd be completely open to the experience rather than getting caught up 
And I've done this too in the, what did they want? Okay, we'll go and tick those boxes, but it's almost like I'm holding my own breath and I anxiety rises in me because I know that it's a little bit more out of alignment. And it's not saying that we don't create goals together or dreams together. So for example, we have a camper trailer out there and camping was never on my radar of things to do. Um, but I, I do love a good road trip and I do love getting away in our camper trailer. But our journey to that was we had a soft floor camper. So the the trailer basic model. And that was just horrendous. <laughs> Still living those sorts of nightmares. But we did get to a point where we had a routine. We just knew it took a long time to get it set up and packed up. And then I think one of the last trips that we did, we ended up uh, in the eye of a storm. And so we were completely drenched, um, or the, the camper trailer was. So then, you know, you got to pack up a drenched campsite, which for those of you who've done it, it's a bigger job. Um, it makes the canvas so much heavier. And then you've got to unpack it when you get home. And not to mention just the canvas, it's everything that the camper trailer is sitting on. So if you've got a tarp down or other other things as well, like that's just all just a mess. So you, you've got to do extra work, not just in the pack up, you've got to do extra work there, but you've also got to do that extra work at home. So in terms of a ridiculous dream, I think the dream of the freedom of camping kind of comes to mind and um, just being close to the beach or being in a like holiday place, that really excites me um, and not being in a hotel, so to speak. So you're actually out in nature. That really excites me. But all the other stuff that comes with it doesn't necessarily excite me. So, but it's something my husband wanted and something he wanted to create. And so we did it together and we found an aligned way to do that. And there were some things that Chris wanted, especially in the initial stages, he wanted to be able to go off road. And so that first camper trailer or camp what is it called? Soft floor camper. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is a camper trailer. Um, that first trailer that we bought, it was an off-road one, but then Chris went off-road on his motorbike and he decided that he's never going off-road again. And so we ended up selling that and we went to the Jayco Swan, which was the van that we really loved, but it was like price difference. There was a big difference. And if the soft floor could do what we wanted it to do, then that was fine. Whereas the Jayco, whilst it says it's off-road, it really isn't an off-road camper. So at, and this is our, experience of it um and so just not we wouldn't have got the use out of it based on what chris was wanting to achieve at the time and so what i'm trying to share is that often our goals aren't ours but we can come in and we can do things in an aligned way and i remember being at the caravan and camping show when we were looking at campers um, and options and we hadn't bought the soft floor at that point but that was the one Chris wanted we went through all of the soft floors um, in the different models and different um, vendors and found the one that we, would really work for us and we also went through all the vans um, and then we found the Jayco Swan which Chris had already done a bit of research on and he knew that he wanted a J he knew that Jayco was up there in terms of what he wanted if we would go that way and then it was just about allowing that evolution of life to happen to get to where we needed to be. And as I said, camping wasn't necessarily my ideal, 
but there is a love that I do have for it. I just had to find my space in that place and it did take a while. So I'm not saying that it was perfect. It certainly was, wasn't. Um, and there was a weekend where I, you know, I'm never going to get that back. I was definitely in a bad place uh, when we went camping that weekend. Um, not, not to go camping. It was just the journey of the camping that just threw me out. And I, was, I wasn't in a great space anyway um, at that point. So, yeah, it's just allowing for that journey. But let's come back to ridiculous dreaming. <laughs> let's not get sidetracked with my stories. Um, even though I hear that you find them quite funny and you find it funny that I laugh at myself. Um, but coming back to ridiculous dreaming and what that could look like. So what I encourage people to do is get out a big piece of paper. It can be an A4, it can be A3, it can be a big piece of cardboard and just start brainstorming some ideas. There's no right or wrong. It could be, I want to write a book. It could be, I want to pull. It could be, I want to travel around Australia or the United States, or I want to live in Italy for six months and I want to learn to speak Italian and I want to eat pizza most days while I'm there. Um, I want to be able to walk, do these amazing walks, perhaps through Spain or Portugal, um, and I and definitely on the Amalfi Coast. That's what I was trying to remember. Um, but I could just dive into those. Or there's some incredible walks throughout the United States as well. Could you imagine doing some of those? Um, I want to want to dive off an island in the middle of perhaps the South Pacific. You know, like I just want to have that experience of just diving into that warm ocean. Um, I want to go to the Maldives. Like these could be some of your ridiculous dreams. I want to travel into space. <laughs> could you imagine putting that one on there? Like that's not on my list, but for some people it might be. I want to um, own a Tesla or I want to, I want my kids to go to a private school. That could be a ridiculous dream for somebody. Some people don't already have that. Um, and some people don't have that dream, but that could be a dream that they, that you have. Um, I want to, what else comes to mind? I want to read a hundred books this year. Could you imagine doing that? That's like two books a week, like full on, but I want to do it. That could be a ridiculous dream. And it's not to say that you, actually read the 100 books in the year. It's the journey to read the 100 books in a year and what you learn about yourself during that time. So that could be really fun because, and funnily enough, as I say this, my brain goes to, well, you can't read 100 books in a year. And, you know, maybe, maybe that's true. Um, but I did read two books in a day once. So like, I didn't read them cover to cover, but I, I skimmed through what I needed to within the books um, and I got the core concepts out of it. So if I could do two books in a day, like that's pretty cool. That means that I could do over 750, what, 750 books uh, or 700 books a day, 730. Um, yeah, so it means I, in a year, sorry, no, in a year. But yeah, it's anything is possible, right? So it depends on the book, of course. If I'm reading a children's book, it's very different to reading a personal development book or a novel, um, a fiction novel. But you just start brainstorming these ideas. And the thing is, it creates momentum, right? That's what we're wanting to do. So when you start, you'll probably be a bit stiff. Um, so perhaps getting some movement, jumping around, putting some music on, that's where the wine or champagne can come into play because you're just getting a bit more playful. 
but you don't have to drink. <laughs> Let's say you can just move your body in a way that's a little bit more soft and fluid than you have done before. Um, you can, like I said, bring in some creative minds, some friends that could have some fun with this and get that whiteboard going. Maybe it's, it's a whiteboard rather than a piece of paper, get different textures out. So you've got different colors happening and you just let it all free flow. And the thing with bringing other people into the space is often they can see what you can't see. So they may say, hey, you'd be really good at blah. You'd be really good at being a health coach. You'd be really good at being a lawyer. You'd be really good at writing this book. And you're like, hang on a minute, I'm not interested in any of that sort of stuff. And they're going, no, but we put it up on the list and we just see what comes out. And so the purpose is to just brainstorm. There is no right or wrong. It's just pulling it all out. And then we can just sit with it. Once we are complete, once we are empty, once we have filled that board perhaps five times over and you've taken photos of it each time that you've cleaned it off and you kind of get to this point where I'm done, like for now I am done. There is nothing more that I can put up on that list and I don't have to. Um, and I'm, and I'm really comfortable with where I am. So it's about having fun with it. It's about playing with it. And the next step is to then kind of come back to it, that list, perhaps the next day or the, or a week later and just write it out and have a look at it on paper. What, what do you notice? What are some of the themes that come up for you? What is the thing that speaks to you? And there might be one, two, three, four things that speak to you. Doesn't have to be one. And there might be some things for now and there might be some things for later. So for example, if you want to write a book, but you're right in the middle of raising children and there really isn't a lot of time and you don't feel like you've got a lot of time, Maybe that's a thing for later, but maybe for now you could just plot some ideas. You can just write, capture the ideas that come to you and you could use a, a, like you could do that in notes on your phone. You could do that on a spreadsheet or on a Word document or in pages, or you could use Trello or you could use ClickUp. You could find a way that would work for you and then just allowing that space, allowing those things to happen in that space um, and just continuing to work towards them even though it's not the big all end everything goal right now it's those pieces and it's through the little things that we do every day that make the biggest changes to us over our lifetime so don't think about it as failure because I can't write that book right now but I can capture these moments and that is going to be so much more beneficial for you on the other side when you're ready to write that book so I hope this has been interesting and perhaps a little bit ridiculous. And I look forward to hearing what you create. Um, it comes to mind that we perhaps should do a workshop on this. I haven't really thought about that yet, but um, maybe as part of our Soul Life program, we could pull that in and just have some fun in terms of journaling all of the things out and just seeing what comes up for us. It's definitely part of the program, just not a webinar, um, but this is you know, just a fun tool that we can utilize to really get us out of our own heads and have a little play with it. So if this resonates with you 
have a go at it. Bring in somebody into your life to help you do it and say, this is what I want to create. This is what I'm going to do. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. And it may not work the first time, but try it again. (laughs) Give it another go and see what else you can put on that list. Um, And just, as I said, just have some fun with it. Take off the shackles, take off the rules around how it should be. And then come back to it a week or so later, whatever that looks like for you. Start to look at the list, what's resonating, can I group some of it, is some of it for now, is some of it for later, what would be one thing that I could shift now, what do I want to shift and maybe it's nothing but maybe it's five things, what do I want to do and for me it's kind of like as a manifesting generator I stack things so I'm working on multiple things at one time and that's okay for me, for other people it's working on one thing until it's completed For other people, it's doing, as I said before, just capturing components of it so that I can do it later. It's it's, um, compartmentalizing it, bringing it down into smaller chunks and taking those steps forward. So find what works for you. And as I said, just have some fun with this. Um, So thank you for listening. I hope this has been inspiring. I hope you have learned a lot um, and are excited about taking this to the next level for you. It is a massive stepping stone, but it's such a fun one. I just have these visions of sitting around the table with friends um, and asking that question around what could what could we do? What ridiculous dreams do we have? What do we want to create? And putting it out on paper with no oh, no judgment, just allowing it to be there, and then yeah, just having some fun and spitballing and having a laugh and just enjoying the space that you're in whilst you eat, you know, gluten-free home homemade wood-fired pizzas. Well, they're not home. Yeah, well, they are kind of homemade. The base isn't homemade, but gluten-free wood-fired pizzas. And maybe you're having a wine or maybe you're having a soft drink or maybe you're having some ice cream later or maybe, you know, you're just enjoying the space that you're in. Who knows? All right, enough talking from me. Go and do your ridiculous dreaming. And if this episode has resonated with you, please share it with someone you love and come over to my.soul.life.podcast and share with me what you've taken away from this. And we're going to be creating a Facebook group to start sharing the podcast. So keep an eye out for that. I will link it up on my website when I get my bottom in around, around to doing that. And you'll probably see that prior to this episode going live. I can't believe I just said that out loud. This is hilarious. But we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to create this fun. And the other thing is that... Yeah, you can head over to my website, um, susanscollin.com forward slash podcast and share with me what you've taken away, like comment on this podcast and just share with me what your thoughts are around it. I'd love to hear. And that's it for today. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. Have fun with this. And I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. Bye.